0: Welcome to the Kodesh Podcast. You are listening to the infallible word from the Holy Hill, God's seat of power. Let the word from the Holy Hill be a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your path. Stay blessed. To believe for a miracle this afternoon. Tell your neighbor, I'm not living the same way I came. My life is turning around today. My life is turning around today. My life is turning around I'm discovering the will of God for my life today. In Jesus' name, Jesus. you may be seated. You may be seated. You're welcome to our last schooling Sunday for the year. Hallelujah. It's a blessing. Matthew chapter 11, verse 28. Matthew chapter 11, verse 28. It says, come unto me. That's the song that they sang. You know, let let me just say this. I was telling the Bawi Church the other day that every church have their songs. You can go to a Presby church. You cannot sing even one song. But what they are singing is very powerful. Are you listening? And so as a church and a movement, God has also given us songs. Are you listening? And I want to encourage all members of the church to take your time and imbibe the songs. Because these are scriptures. The first song the choir sang was the whole of Psalm 1. So even if you don't know scriptures, by the time you start learning the songs, you see that you are learning Scriptures. The first song they sang was Psalm 1. Do you see? And then the last song, this one, Come On To Me, is what I'm about to share with you. Are you listening? So God has blessed us, you know, with a, a man of God, a servant of God, who is so anointed. And through him, God is doing many things. Many things, many things, including the books, the messages, and the songs, you know, and I I really encourage you to take your time. Some of you, you can get the songs on Telegram, First Love Music is there, you know, you can get some of the songs there, and it will be a blessing as you listen and listen and listen, you realize that the Spirit is falling on you, hallelujah. Hallelujah. I said, the spirit starts to fall on you. Yeah. Hallelujah. Well, I want to share something very short from this scripture to us. Matthew chapter 11. It says, come unto me, 28, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. Jesus is speaking. For I am meek and lonely in heart. Ye shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. This is Jesus talking. He says that, come, come. And that is why we have brought people from everywhere. Because in Revelation, he says the spirit and the bride is shouting, come, come, come unto me come on to Jesus, come on to Jesus, come. It says, all that are laboring and are heavy laden. Now, there are different kinds of burdens. Financial, health, relationship. What other ones do we have? What other burdens do you have? Emotional. Yes, educational, marital, yes, I said relationship. So marital, different relational beddings that people have. That's why we don't want to go there. Because when we stay there, it will be occupational. People have different beddings. But you see, when Jesus said, come everyone that is laboring and heavy laden, he was referring to a particular group of people. You know, man, man's difficulty and man's problem, real problem in this world, can be put in one. So all the things that we have listed, financial, educational, relationship, can be put under one. And that is what Jesus is talking about. That bring that and take my yoke. My yoke. My yoke is light. My yoke is easy. Come and take. So let's exchange. Let's exchange. The prince always says that there was a divine exchange at the cross. At the cross, there was a divine exchange. We brought our burdens. We brought the difficult things, all the things that are... We are crumbling under. We exchanged it for righteousness. We exchanged it for his goodness. We exchanged it for his blessing. Are you here or you're going home? Now, all of humanity's problems can be put under this. Sin. 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 What did I say? So, when, what Jesus is talking about when he talks about heavy laden, your buildings, is really talking about sin. Because until sin entered the world, there was nothing like emotional distress. There was nothing like that. There was nothing like financial problems. No, no, no. Adam and Eve woke up, they entered the garden, God was there, they fellowship, they talk about this plant, they talk about this animal, and I think they were even supernaturally fed. They didn't have to worry, where is my next meal going to come? Where am I going to get my next rent? The earth was theirs. The earth, God had created the earth, the garden for them. It says, replenish, subdue, multiply, just tend it. But when Eve sinned and Adam followed, and sin entered, then all these problems. That's why when God came, he asked them, what is this that you have done? What you have done is going to bring a lot of problems on humanity. Yeah. Even when you are giving birth, you see that a problem has come. Even when yeah. you are not giving birth, you see that you are going through pain. Yeah. The pain that a woman goes through is all because of sin. Yes, every month, you see, a uh, women, every month remember that there is sin. Every man, you remember that there is sin. That's why, if you are not born again, I wonder you don't understand what is happening to you. It's true. Oh huh? yeah, before the sin came, there was nothing like that. Like menstrual pain, this, that, there was nothing like that. There was nothing like that. So you see, those burdens they came as a result of sin. And Jesus is saying that the way to be able to overcome. Using not fully, but somewhat progressively to overcome that sin, to overcome that pain, is to come and lay your sins. Come and lay your sins and take of His. That is why the Bible says that those who are born again, they have become the righteousness of God in Him. There's an exchange. There's an exchange. There's an exchange. There is an exchange. Yes. And when you live right, you are walking in righteousness, it's light. It's light. Anybody who has been living a Christian life for many years, they may have challenges, they may have sickness here and there, but I can tell you that their life is lighter. I said it's lighter. Yeah. Yeah. University students. Your friends who are in the world, I can tell you they don't sleep. They have many problems that are bugging them. Only that, when they see you, they polish their face and they have worn nicely and they are moving. But it's not true. I said, it's not true.
1: You, you, Your life is far better. I said, your life is far better. I said, your life is far better. Uh,
0: you see... Living for Jesus, being born again, living righteous, it benefits the person who has taken that decision. Yes. Like living a holy life. So Kenneth Hagin always says that people say that, oh, the Christian life is difficult. He says the converse, that rather, if you are not living for God, your life is difficult. And it's true. You see a young lady, 18, saddled with incomprehensible problems. Problems you cannot understand. At 18, at 18, 18, these children, they start telling you their problem. You know, we went for a camp, Bishop asked them, how many of you have had broken heart?" Bishop himself was surprised. Bishop was surprised, the people who rose up, said, hey, you, you, You were surprised. Hey, they are living with these children here. They are walking there with broken hearts. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. So Jesus is saying what? What's Jesus saying? What's Jesus saying to you? What's Jesus saying to you? Said, Come with your sins and drop your sins. Take me. Because My yoke is lighter. My yoke is lighter. My yoke is lighter. My yoke is lighter. i finished preaching already. My yoke is lighter. Your sins are a burden because they are attracting God's anger, which is causing sickness and disease in your life. Psalm 38, verse 3. Why? You see, I'm explaining to you your sin, so that you can come and lay it. You can drop it and take Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. 38, verse 3. There's no soundness in my flesh because of thine anger. Neither is there any rest in my bones because of my sin. There's no rest in my bones. I don't have rest because of sin. You are chasing somebody's husband. You cannot have rest. You you will never have rest. Your moving around happily is fake. You can never have rest because the Bible has written it. Every time you look behind you, every time you'll be looking behind you. Every time. Yeah. For my iniquities are gone over my head as a heavy burden. As a heavy burden. I mean, sometimes you lie, then you 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 see that from that moment forward, you, you 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 are not you are you are restless because of what you said. See that you are restless. When you get a call, you you, you see that your all oh, this thing is something. Yeah. Jesus is what makes sense. Jesus is what makes sense. I mean, the news that we had some few days ago, I mean <coughs> We wonder, is Jesus that only, only because of Jesus, that we, we say like okay, okay, okay. As I said, come with your burdens, come with your sins, come with your difficulties. Just come to Jesus. So young people, you know, our generation is like any older person. Say so you, your generation, you are like this, you are like this, you are like this. Let's 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 right that wrong. Let's change it and be people who fear God, people who love God, people who are passionate about Jesus Christ. Yes, yes. Let, let's rise up with strength, talking about Jesus, living right, respecting elders. These are the things that are needed. Yeah. Hallelujah. It says your sin is abedding because it opens doors to demons. Yeah. Yeah. Your sins, it opens doors to demons. Especially, are you here? Sexual sins. You see, you can give your life to Christ, but if you had a certain life before, sexually, you see that there are some things, it will take time and a lot of prayer and deliverance before they go away. Oh, yeah. It doesn't go away easily. Yeah. It doesn't go away easily. Hallelujah. Yeah. And because they introduce devils, they, they are the doorway for demons to enter. You know, demons, eh, de- eh, demons can never enter your life unless you permit it. I'm saying something. Listen, listen, listen. Demons can never, that's why in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 20, it says, neither give place to the devil. It is you that gives a place to the devil. It's you that gives place to the devil. They, it can never come in until you give a place. By your actions, by something you say, the things you are doing, then they are coming. They are coming. And demons, one of the wisdom of demons is that they work together. Yes. So when he comes, one comes, and he sees that the place is... is swept, It's a good house. It goes back and brings seven stronger. So Charlie, I found a place. Let's go. Yeah. Sometimes like unbeliever boys. Yeah. See, that's all. Oh, there's this place that I make go drink. Yes, yeah. uh, you gather all the boys. And then, but when it comes to church, you see that we, we can't do the same. It's wisdom of devils. Yeah, they like to bring people. If they find something, they share. Only that Christian, when we find something nice, we don't want to share. Like we have found a nice church, why don't you share it? Hallelujah. We are talking about our bedding. The main thing about bedding is that it is our sins. And we are just looking at some of the things that happens when you allow sin. We are saying that devils come in. We are saying that it attracts God's anger. That brings sickness. Yeah, sickness. Some sicknesses. I mean, no sickness really comes from God. Sometimes you may allow it. Sometimes your body may allow it. But there are some sicknesses that straight, they are demonic. Yeah, yeah the sometimes you can go to a place by the time you come back you see that you are not feeling well. Yeah. Your sin is a burden because the anger and fury of God are directed towards you. Daniel chapter 9 verse 16, very quickly. O oh Lord, according to all thy righteousness, I beseech thee, let thine anger and thy fury be turned away from thy city, Jerusalem thy holy mountain, because for our sins and for the iniquities of our fathers, Jerusalem and the people have become a reproach to all that are about us. So what he's saying is that God's anger, can you stand God's anger? But God gets angry because of your sin. So he says God's anger and fury is directed towards those who are sinning? Hallelujah. And all these things we are saying that these are the beddings. These are, and that's why Jesus is saying that come, 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 come to me, come to me, come to me, come to me, come to me. Yeah. Hallelujah. And apart from him giving you righteousness, being born again, you see that things like sickness, even raising the dead, all those things is when people came to Jesus. You see, in Matthew chapter 9, there was a woman who, with the issue of blood, 12 years. He came to Jesus, touched the hem of his garment, and he was made whole. Hallelujah. How, how did he get wholeness? He came to Jesus Christ. And the verse following, I think we're from verse 24. You see, Darius' daughter, he was, she was dead. She was dead. But when Jesus came onto the scene... Somebody who was dead came back to life, came back to life, came back to life. Sometimes you wish that that grace, you can have that grace. Eh, Bishop Bima, sometimes we wish that we can raise people from the dead. Hallelujah. yeah. Jesus, you see, so when we hear... of beddings and all we are thinking is is going to give me money is going to give me a wife is going to give me a visa is going to give me a house is going to give me a car it is misplaced i'm sure so come with your beddings Sally, let me take my documents i want to travel come with your beddings Let me take what? Let me go. I'm believing God for a house. I'm believing God for a visa. I'm believing God for a child. I'm believing God for a wife. I'm believing God for a husband. I'm believing God for this. I'm believing God for that. All those things are extras. They are not the main thing. Are you hearing me? We don't serve God because of those things. That is why sometimes... We don't have a certain type of Christian. You know, I told the first service that on the plane, some people were traveling on a plane. And two passengers, you know, two passengers. The first one was given a parachute. And he was told to put it on, in the plane. I don't know how many of you have traveled on a plane before. Oh, just give me a wave. You have, No, no, no. I'm not saying you will be there. I'm saying you have done it before. Okay, quite a number. Wow. Those who have not, you will be there. Look, stamp your feet and say, I will be there. I will be there. You see, people like blessings, so I tell you. It's too powerful. So this guy, listen, listen, I'm finishing. I'm just about to finish. He was given a parachute and he was asked to put it on whilst he's seated in the plane. Now you are sitting in a small seat like this, 25,000 feet above the ground, and you are in this thing that is so something, very cumbersome. And you know what he was told? He was told to, that to have a good experience, to have a good flight, he should put it on. Have a good flight? Okay, no problem. I'll try it. So he decided that he'll put it on. So he put it on. He was sitting down. Then as he was seated, he realized that people will be passing and pointing fingers at him. Like, ah, this guy, is he Okay. This guy and then people will be commenting and different things. Well, he said, they say I will have a good experience, so let, let me just be on it." So he was, he was there. And as he waited, he realized that people started to even laugh at him, for wearing a parachute on a plane. So he began to feel humiliated. Then at some point, he got angry, dissolution, even bitter against the people who told him that you are going to have a good experience. So he removed the parachute and threw it somewhere. Ah, what is this? So he was even angry at the people who came to tell him that you put this thing on, you have a good experience. Then the second man, are you here? The second man was also giving the same parachute. But listen to what he was told. He was told that put it on because at any moment you'll be jumping 25,000 feet from above. So that is what will keep you. When you jump and you deploy the parachute, it will bring you down safely. So your life, your life, you see, the salvation of your life is in this parachute. So okay, no problem. So he put it on. So as he was seated there, He was grateful for those who gave him the parachute. And he realized, you know, the thing is very heavy also. So the weight of the thing on his shoulder, it was very uncomfortable. But because he had been told that at any moment, you can be told to, because if there's a crash, something, then your life will be saved. So because of that, even though people were laughing at him, like the first guy, people were laughing at him, People were giggling, and he was also feeling uncomfortable. But when he remembers that this thing will save me, he just sat down coolly. Hallelujah. You see, look at the two passengers. Analyze the motive. Are you listening? And the result of each passenger's experience. The first one was given the parachute because he was told that, oh, you have a nice... Flight, You have a nice experience. But the second one was told to save your life. You see, many of us, maybe how we became saved is like the first passenger. We were told that come to Jesus, he will give you a new house. Come to Jesus, he will give you a new wife. Come to Jesus, everything will be okay. But after five years, after two years, you see that what you are receiving are temptations. What you are receiving are tribulations. first. You needed money, you sleep with this guy, you have some $500, you are moving. Now, you are struggling. And they say that Jesus will help you and you are struggling. So you get angry and say, take your Jesus. Take your Jesus. We don't want any Jesus. So you become angry, you become disillusioned, you, you become embittered about the people who brought Christ to you. Because they didn't explain the thing to you well. But the second passenger was told that it's for your life, it's
1: for the salvation of your life. Hebrews says that it has it is appointed unto man who wants to die. Then after the judgment, when we tell you that this thing uh, wants
0: to die, then a the judgment awaits you. So even if I'm poor, even if I don't have
1: money, I like Jesus, I will worship Jesus, I will live for Jesus. Why? why he is the way the truth and the life he said that i go to prepare a place for you so that where i am you may also be there that is what gives meaning to our lives church that is what gives meaning to our lives it's not money it's not cars it's not children it's not houses one day you will leave all these things i'm telling you you will leave them you need jesus That is why he's crying, come unto me. Come unto me. Come unto me. That is why God is calling you. You are upstairs. You are a student. God is calling you. Yes. 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 Look, it is time to warn
0: sinners. It's time to warn sinners. You know, we don't have much time. There was a video I showed the first service, but... I'm not sure. Do you think I should show it? Are you okay if I show it? All right. You know, the video, listen, the video is about Kenneth Hagen. When Kenneth Hagen was a teenager, he was, was, (coughs) excuse me, he had a, a certain heart condition. And so for a long time, he was bedridden and on a particular day he had an experience he actually died and went to hell three times every time he goes he comes back he goes he comes back he goes he comes back you see he's telling us that there's a reality of hell and heaven maybe that thing has not dawned on us that's why i'm telling you that christianity is not for houses Christianity is not for shoes. Christianity is not for money. Christianity is so that your life can be saved. Your life can be saved. On the day
1: of judgment, because you have accepted Jesus and you have been washed by the blood of Jesus. Because you have been washed by the blood. Bible says that it gives us boldness on the day of judgment. Yes. Yes.
0: Please, you can play it for us. Just a few minutes.
2: 20 minutes to 8 o'clock in the south bedroom of 405 North College Street, the city of McKinney, Texas. I got born again on the bed of sickness the 22nd day of April, 1933, at 20 minutes to 8 o'clock in the south bedroom of 405 North College Street, the city of McKinney, Texas. I'm 15. I'd be 16 in August. And my heart stopped. When my heart stopped, I felt the circulation cut, you know, faster than you can tell it, faster than you can snap your finger. Cut off my, my feet, my toes and my feet just went numb like you'd gone to sleep. And up to my knees and my stomach, my, and I leaped out of my body, and I began to, I began to descend. I was lying in bed, I'd been sick all the week, in fact, I'd been sickly all my life. Never ran and prayed like other little children, well, limitedly, but not fully. And, and, and the doctors had been called, doctors made house calls. But Dr. Wysong, old Dr. W.S. Waisong Sr., he was over at the hospital. Well, they contacted him there, and he said he'd come to our house as soon as he got through at the hospital, making his calls. So they're waiting for him to come. And Grandpa's clock struck 7.30. My heart stopped faster than I can tell you. The circulation cut all the way down at the end of my... My toes just suddenly, like your feet go to sleep, they just went numb faster than I can tell it, my toes my feet my ankles my knees my hips my stomach and I leaped out of my body like a man would leap off of a diving board into a swimming pool I leaped out of my body and I began to descend like he was going down in a well or in a cavern and so I'm descending feet first descending down 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 until the lights of the earth faded away from above me until darkness encompassed me around about darkness is so dark you couldn't see your hand if there's one each in front of your face darkness it was so dense that it seemed if you had a knife you could just cut a chunk of it out and the further down you went the darker and the hotter it became till finally way down beneath me on the wall of darkness I could see fingers of light playing on the wall of darkness and in a few seconds seemed like an eternity but it had to be only a few moments i came to the bottom of the pit when i came to the bottom of the pit there was some kind of a creature that met i never looked at it i knew it was there uh, the reason i didn't look was that we approached the gates into hell itself and that creature took me by the arm now i didn't know till years later that the word of God says in the book of Isaiah, hell from beneath is moved to meet thee at thy coming. It stirreth up the dead for thee, and so that creature met me. But thank God, when he put his hand on my arm to escort me in, there was a voice that spoke. And I don't know what he said or how many words he spoke. When those words were spoken, that whole place just shook like there was an earthquake on it. That creature took his hand off of my back. There was like a suction to my back part. And I came floating back away from the gates of hell. Floating back. And then I came up, head first floating up. I could see the lights of the earth before I came to the top of the pit. Then I came up on the porch outside the south bedroom. I could see the giant cedar trees there in the yard. I could see Grandpa's porch swing there on the porch. And then I seemed to just come right through the wall and jump inside my body like a man would slip his foot inside of his boot in the morning time. And when I got back inside my body, then I said to my grandmother, my voice, this natural voice picked up the word. I said, Granny, I'm going again and I won't come back. She said, son, I thought you weren't coming back that time. I said, where's Mama? I want to tell her goodbye. She said, I told your mother that you were gone. And so she rushed outside praying. We live in one of those old fashioned houses like they used to build in this part of the country with the porch, you know, nearly all the way around it. And she was over on the north side. I heard her then coming around to the south side, praying at the top of her voice. And I said, Granny, my grandmother said, I'll go get her. And I said, well, I want to tell her goodbye. And so she got up because she was holding me in her arm. She laid my head on the pillow and, and started to leave, and I grabbed a hold of her. And I was afraid. And I so I said, "Granny, granny, granny, don't leave me! Don't leave me!" And so she came back. Well, actually, she called out. She took again and run her arm under my head and shoulders and held me in her arms, and she called my mother. But she couldn't make her hear. Though she yelled quite loudly, she couldn't make her hear. Because she was, my mother was praying so loud she couldn't hear anything. And so I just simply said to her, tell mama I said goodbye. Tell mama I said I love her. Tell mama I said I appreciate her. Staying with we children when my daddy forsook us when I was just six years old. Tell mama I appreciate her. Trying to make a living for four children until she finally had a complete nervous physical and mental breakdown. And and I said, tell mama that I said, if I've ever put a wrinkle in her face or a gray hair in her head, I'm sorry. I asked her to forgive me. Tell mama I said goodbye. And then I said, granny, when mama's health failed, I came to live with my grandmother on my mother's side when I was nine years old. And you've been a second mother to me. And I appreciate that. And my grandmother would also always say, my granny would always say, kiss me right there, kiss me right there. And so I kissed her on the cheek and my heart stopped. And, and I felt the circulation cut off way down at the end of my toes, faster than you can say it, ankles, knees, stu- hips, stomach, and out I leaped, out of my body. Down I went till the lights of the earth above me faded away. Down, 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 down. I know it was only a few seconds, but it seemed like an eternity. I know it happened 50 some odd years ago, but it seemed like it happened last Saturday night. It's just as real as it happened to me last night. Spiritual things never grow older. Down until the darkness encompassed me around about until you couldn't see your head if there's one inch in front of your face. And the farther down you went, the harder it became until finally down beneath you, you saw fingers of light playing on the walls of darkness and you came to the bottom of the pit. And then there's an incline that goes down further and down you floated towards those gates. I can see them yet. Once you go through those gates I knew I couldn't come back. I slowed down my descent. That same creature met me. That same creature put, put his hand on my arm, right arm to escort me in. And thanks be unto God. There was a voice that spoke. It was a male voice, not a female or woman, a man's voice. But he said, I don't know. It was a strange tongue. But when he spoke, that whole place shook like there's an earthquake on that creature took his hand off of my arm. And there was like a magnet would have pulled you to my back. I just came floating backwards, just floating backwards until I got back to the bottom of the pit. And then I came floating up. And the only difference was the first time I came up on the porch outside the uh, the room, south bedroom. The second time I came up at the foot of the bed for just a second, fastening, snap your finger. I could see my body lying there on the bed. I could see my grandmother. She held me in her arms. And I leaped from the foot of the bed inside my... My body through my mouth like a man would slip his foot inside of his boot in the morning time and I got backside my body and we say in the world and so I said to granny I'm going again and the third time's charm I won't be back and again she said son I didn't think he was coming back that time and I said where's grandpa i want to tell him goodbye she said son you know granddad went down to the end down the east part of town to collect rent from some of his houses and I said oh I knew that I'd forgotten that but I said tell grandpa I said goodbye Tell Grandpa I love him. Tell Grandpa I appreciate him. When I had no home, he gave me one. He's the only daddy I've ever known. Tell him I love him. Tell him goodbye. I left a word for my sister, only sister. Uh, And and then my two brothers and my heart stopped. And and, then the circulation cut off. And I leaped out of my body. And I began to descend. And I'll be honest with you. I thought till this third time, you know, this isn't real. It's just an hallucination. Uh, This can't be right. But as I went down through that darkness, I was afraid. I cried out in the darkness, God, God, I belong to I the, belong the, church, to the church. church. I've been baptized, I've been baptized in, water. Baptized in water. Been water. I'm trying to tell him I shouldn't be going this way. I listened for an answer. There was no answer. Only the sound of my own voice as it echoed through the darkness. You ever been in Carlsbad Caverns? or any caverns and shout out something, your voice will come ricocheting back, so to speak, to you. And and so then again, the second time, I cried a little louder, God, 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 I belong to the the church, church. church. I've been baptized in water. water. I listened for an answer, but there's no answer. And the third time, if I could do it just the way I did it, I'd scare you out of your wits. I literally screamed, screamed, God, God. God, God, God. there's no answer. And so the third time I came to the bottom of the pit, and the third time that creature met me, and the third time, thanks be unto God, that voice spoke. And whatever it was he said, it worked. That creature took his hand off my arm. I came floating back. I came floating up. As I came up through the darkness, I began to pray. You see, that inward man's the real man, the spirit man. And I began to call on God in the name of Jesus to save me and to forgive me and to cleanse me. And the only difference was, first time I came up on the porch, the second time at the foot of the bed, the third time right beside the bed. Leaped right inside my body. When I got back right inside my body, my natural voice picked up my prayer right in the middle of a sentence. And I continued to pray so loud. Now, this is 1933, 22nd day of April, Saturday night. And we live just just about a block and a half off of what they call Millionaire Row. That's the richest people in town live there. And folks tell me that traffic was blocked. You didn't have all the traffic those days, you have today. there. But you see, this is a better part of town and more people had on over. They tell me that traffic was blocked from two blocks around from every side of our house. Me and Mama was praying so loud. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Somebody said, was you scared? You better bet you was scared. Amen. Amen. We prayed so loud. We blocked traffic for two blocks around. But thanks be unto God, hallelujah, it felt to me like a two-ton weight rolled off of my chest. And I was born again. And I looked at the clock on Grandpa's mantelpiece, and it said 20 minutes till 8 o'clock. And all of that happened in 10 minutes. On the 16th day of August, 1933, all that day I knew I was dying. She had been dead. I knew I'm dying. It got to be 106 degrees. It can get 106 easily sometimes down in Texas. I was farther south than here, and even here, over 100 easy in August. 106 degrees. We had no air conditioning in 1933. If you had anything at all, just a fan to blow a little air around. We just had the windows and the doors open, whatever air could circulate. It's got to be 106 degrees. It's over 100 by noontime. Yet my body is so cold that they got me wrapped in blankets. My body's so cold that they got all of the hot water bottles, they, they heat bricks and wrap them up in newspaper and in blankets, and I'm encased with all these blankets and hot bricks and, and try, trying to warm me up because my body is cold as ice. And at 1.30 in the afternoon, as my young brother, nine years old, stood there by my bed, death fastened his final throws upon me. And I said to Pat, run and get Mama quick, I'm dying, I want to tell her goodbye. And he ran out of the room like a shot when he left the room the whole room lit up brighter than sun shining on snow you know how it glistens when sun shines on snow that whole room lit up that whole room was filled with a cloud that was bright and shining and i left my body and went up into that cloud let me tell you this pat come running back to the kitchen hollering mama mama granny granny kin's are dying kin's are dying And she said, I was closer to the kitchen door and I ran up the hall into the dining room to come into your bedroom and I couldn't enter it. The bedroom's full of something. That's what I saw. I I can't go in. I recognized the presence of God and backed back against the dining room table and bowed my head to pray. Granny, her mother came behind her. The door's open. The door shutters open. She run right up against that open opening and bounced back like you'd hit a rubber ball. And says she said, as she looked then, see she didn't look. She said, Why, Lily, the room, I can't see the bed. I can't see Ken. I can't see his body. The room is full of a cloud. Like a thick fog. It's white and glistening. And I can't see the dresser and I can't see the bed. I can't see anything. The room's full of that. That's the glory of God. And she said, Granny, back to back, about halfway of the dining room, made another run (laughs) and hit that opening and bounced off of it. She, the third time, backed all the way across the room and ran across the dining room and hit the open door and, and bounced off and she seemed to be so overcome mama said with the presence of God that she hung on to the door facing she said it was 10 minutes you talk like it's 10 seconds it was 10 minutes before we could get into the room it was 10 minutes we couldn't enter in until the cloud disappeared and as soon as it disappeared I rushed up to the bed and took your hand you were dead and about that time you said mama I'm not gonna die now because see up there in that glory I heard a voice speak, this time in the English language. I believe it was Jesus. I didn't see him, just heard the voice. It's a man's voice it said, Go back, go back, go back to the earth. You can't come yet. Your work on earth's not done. And I descended. I never will forget, here's a sequel to what I'm talking about. When I was bedfast, uh, my grandmother had a cousin. Hallelujah. And they'd go to Thank visit- you.
0: Hallelujah. Did you you get the message? You know, so those of you who you say you are baptized, there's no need to be born again. Be very careful. You know, I read something about Cornelius in Acts chapter 10. The Bible says that Cornelius was a man, a devout man who feared God, but he was not born again. If Cornelius died, he would have gone to hell. So let's be careful. Let's be care- it's not about I want this I want that. it's about accepting Jesus Christ as your lord and personal savior. And from there you start to live your life by the word of God. By the way, you see this man whatever we are enjoying in this ministry as our prophet will tell us is the grace that is upon this man. Kenneth Hagan. Yeah. Bishop Oedepo says the same thing. And many men of God, he stood in, he didn't travel much of, out of America, but he affected the world. Yeah. And those of you who don't believe in supernatural things, be careful. You know, when um, Prince was giving his testimony, he said the ring, he came to church, he threw the ring here, and when he got home, the ring was waiting for him there. Yeah. Look, let, let, let's begin to believe let's begin to believe that this thing the things we are reading in the bible the things that we are hearing in church they are real let's rise up and start to really live our life for jesus christ somebody brought you to church you must thank that person who brought you to church for the things you are hearing today i'm telling you that's why jesus jesus in revelation says the spirit and the bride the bride is the church and the holy spirit what they are saying. They are shouting, come. Come to Jesus. 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 So that the sin, your burden of sin, you lay it down and you take that of Jesus Christ. The righteousness of God. The righteousness of God. The righteousness of God. You take it. You take it. Shall we all rise to our feet? Kado rada bashada baba Venda la busa ka brandada baba Zaba daba ka boda bashada baba baba Me ronda di shadori avade brasto kado buste riba la ru kada baia LeBronde why don't you lift up your hands lift up your voice and pray lord have mercy Lord have mercy Lord have mercy Kandola brosh siada have mercy on me lord have, me, Have mercy on me, Lord. Madia, Dosha, kadoria Badaba, Zegada, Bloste, Aluria, Badugada, Vadebra, Sto, kadebra, Kalea, Ora Dalo, Basto, Belebra, Cadabro, Labra, Deriande, Gado, Stiria, Bade, Lebro, Cadavaria. Have mercy, Lord. Have mercy on us, Lord. Have mercy on us, Lord please, no movement. Ashes,
1: please, no movement. Everybody stay where you are. Alora Alora Every brain, every brain everywhere. Lift up your voice. Lord, have mercy. Lord, I surrender this life. Have mercy upon me. In the name of Jesus, Oyo de la sota, Valiode de balura da, Ayada ba 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 shadababa. Se adolo lo Maria lo Just for some few minutes, pray, pray, pray. Pray, pray, pray. Pray, remember the mother was praying. The mother is the prayers of the mother that saved him. Pray, pray, Lord have mercy. Lord have mercy. Lord have mercy. Lord have mercy. I surrender my life to you today. Have your way in my life. In the name of Jesus. Gloria, with all eyes closed
0: you are here listen you are here You have not, listen carefully, you have not accepted Jesus Christ as your your Lord and personal Savior. You are not born again. If you die today, we ask you, if you die today, where would you go? You can't give us an answer. God, you are not sure. You are not sure. You are not sure. It's not like we are sure, but at least when you give your life to Christ, you know that you know. There's a knowing. But you are here like you are not sure. Somebody brought you to church. Somebody invited you. You are saying, Pastor, pray with me. Pray with me. I want to give my life to Jesus Christ. You are here like that. I want you to lift up your hand. Lift up your hand. Don't be shy. Lift up your hand. Let it go high. Let it go high. Let it go high. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You have lifted up your hands. I want you to do one more thing. Come to me. Come. Come
1: to me. Come. Even on the balconies, just descend and come quickly. Quickly. Ask us. Let's help them. You lifted up your hand. Don't stand there. Walk to me right now. In the name of Jesus. Come. Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. Come on to Jesus. Come unto Jesus.
0: of you in front, look at me. I was 11 years old when I took this decision. You are in the right place. What did I say? You are in the right place. Understand what we are about to do today. Your life is changing right now. Yeah. 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 It says, suffer the children to come unto me. But please, if you are standing there and you know that you know that you are, you know, one of the things I've come to realize that nobody knows is the day that they will die. You know when you were born. Is that not the case? But nobody knows when they will die. It's a mystery. So don't stand there. You know, the Bible says that this thing of death is sin. It is sin that makes death painful. It's sin that makes death painful. Else, we can manage. Yeah. Yeah. So if you are there, you are shy. You know, Prince said something. He said he was feeling shy. Then I don't know whether it was his friend or the Asher said, let's go. That's why he's saved. So you are standing by somebody who is shy. Just drag them to the front. Some of Come them look around. them in the face and tell them that Come you must be born running. again. Let's go. Come
1: around yeah. to,
0: to the
1: mercy deep where deep deep Jesus is is falling
0: coming. We are waiting for you. Keep coming. Why don't you clap for them as they come? Encourage them.
1: Come. Come, There's face in front. Move forward. Move forward. Move forward. Move forward. Move forward. forward.
0: Hallelujah. Listen, no talking, no talking, no talking, no talking. Listen, look at me. Look at me, everybody. Look at me. The Bible says that with the heart, are you here? With the heart, man believes. You have heard the preaching, you have watched the video, you have believed. That's why you have come here. So, and He says, confession, that is prayer, is made unto salvation. Say, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So we are going to pray. Are you here? Are you here? Yes. I can't hear you. Are you here? Yes. We are going to pray. Whatever I say, say it with meaning after me. Are you listening? Yes. Let it be your prayer. And from today, after this prayer, you are born again. You are changed. You are changed. Hallelujah. After the prayer, I'll tell you something that you must do. Okay? All right, congregation I think we can all join in say with me father, heavenly father I thank you for today I, for today. I have heard, your word. I, have heard your, word. I your word I believe your word and I believe I'm a sinner I am a dirty sinner but I thank you that Jesus you came to die for my sins Lord Jesus today I repent, I repent, I repent
1: of all my sins. Come into my life. Be Lord over this life. Help me to do your will from today forward, the rest of my life. I thank you. I thank you that you have saved me today. The 26th of November. Please write my name. My name is, mention your name. Write this name
0: in the book of life. I thank you, Father, for your salvation this afternoon. In Jesus' name, I have prayed with thanksgiving and shout a big amen. God bless you for listening to this message. For more information on upcoming programs and events, visit our Facebook page, Kodesh Family Church, Ghana HQ. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every day. And remember,
1: God's word is a lamp onto your feet and a light onto you.